Hello, good day and welcome. Bonjour. Ça va? This is Don't Think Do, a podcast about the absurdity of sport. Mm, unfortunately, though, it's not bilingual. It is uh, an English-only podcast, although we, we like to look at sports from around the world, Dave. We don't uh, limit ourselves just to the uh, Anglosphere. True, right. mm. true. Anyway, Dave, how are you? You well? I'm well, thank you, Cam. Wonderful to be here in the Don't Think Do studios. Yes, it's a good studio. It's welcoming. Yeah. Um, well, well, well lit. Well lit. Yep. Appropriate soundproofing. I think so. We've done well with that over time. Mm. Um, our, our podcasts seem less tinny now than they did at the very outset. Indeed, indeed. Oh, yeah. And thank you, listeners, for joining us once again. Yes, indeed. Especially to any new listeners. Mm. We are truly chuffed to have you on board. Well, we for are this, indeed. Uh, this journey through... The ridiculous mm. and the sublime of sport mm. around the world. Dave, can I open, please, if, uh, if that's all right? I Absolutely. I've won the toss and I'll elect the bat. Very well. Um, Lexi Thompson, um, United States golfer, mm-hmm. um, US PGA, LPGA Tour. Um, last weekend, she um, found herself in a playoff for, um, uh, for, a, for a tournament victory. Mm. Lost on the first playoff hole, unfortunately. That, that's really not the story, though. The story was on, uh, on 14... Um, she was advised on the last round. She mm. was advised um, that she had incurred a four-shot penalty from the previous day. Oh. Um, two shots for um, the the infringement, and then two shots for submitting an incorrect card. Ah, yes. So double whammy. Um, that took her from four shots in front to one shot behind, and she then managed to catch up and go through to the uh, final. But what's interesting, Dave? Um, I know that you're a golf purist, Cam. So uh, I am, Dave. I'm sure you'll have strong views on this. I, 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 I do, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your views, Dave, because uh, what actually came to light is that the uh, the cause of her um, penalties was actually a viewer who had emailed in the day before after watching her mark her ball on the green incorrectly um, <laughs> to the US P- LPGA Tour to say that um, she should have incurred a penalty, which they then acted upon Wow! <laughs> to give her a penalty. Now, so so, let, me just, let me just get this straight. Let's so summarise there's a, viewer, there's a viewer watching the tournament live on television. That's correct. And they go in for the close-up yep. when her ball is on the green. That's right. She's marked it incorrectly. Uh, do you have details on the, yeah. the actual? Yeah. Please. Yeah. And it's beautifully golf. Dave. Okay. Um, rather than um, positioning herself behind the ball in line with the hole, she marked her ball from side on. <laughs> and when she uh, returned the ball to its uh, place, it uh, was thus not um, on an absolute line between marker and, um, and the hole. And we would be talking about a difference of millimetres. Um, absolute millimetres. Well... I, that's a heinous crime. Goodness, though. I mean, I mean, but you know, is she lucky she she wasn't suspended? She's lucky she hasn't been kicked out of the sport, Dave. Um, you know, I, I put that up there with the sorts of crimes of the Essendon Football Club. Yeah. Um, I think of AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think of the serial um, rotting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of the Chicago White Sox of nineteen seventeen, Dave. I, you know, organised crime. Um, yeah. You see, you see the name Lexi Thompson. Yeah. Being. Essentially, put next to shoeless Joe Jackson. That, that, that's exactly where I see the name. Um, so look, there, there's there's no place in golf, no place in golf for that sort of action by Lexi. 
Has she um, stated her position on the affair? Um, she was disappointed. Mm. Um, I think her initial... In her own conduct? <laughs> in her own conduct. Um, she, I think she referred to it as a brain fade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah didn't quite know how it happened. Um, regrets at the action um, and is, uh, is confident that she's working towards uh, not repeating said behaviour again. again. Wow. Um, but uh, I, for one, Dave... I, for one, see great possibilities for this level of fan engagement. That's that's where my head went to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I'll just go. I'll just I'll go straight <coughs> for it. Here's yeah. here's what I'm what I'm seeing. Yeah. Why? And, and we can go be, immediately beyond golf here. Absolutely. Why are we? The, the tentacles paying, spread wide. They here, really Dave. do. Why do we pay? Let's let's take um, baseball or cricket. Some of yep. uh, that kind of uh, yep. bat, bat, bat and ball sport. Why are we paying all this money to employ and train umpires? Why? When Why we indeed? have millions of viewers at home yeah. Yeah. who are equally qualified, I'm sure. Absolutely. Who have immediate access to the rule book, to all the technology that's available, yep. replays, yep. all the close-ups, and yep. can make a far more informed decision than umpires who are standing on the field of play. And, and, and better yet, Dave, some of them are going to possess the mind of the pedant as yes. well and if there is nothing that sport needs more it needs more pedants making technical decisions yeah. that completely rob the, any given sport of its fluency mm. of its majesty yep. of its enjoyment that's what sport needs that's what we need I mean I, I remember thinking in uh, watching some some test cricket recently yeah yeah uh that one of the bowlers, I, I can't remember who it was, but was was bowling from quite wide of the crease, and uh, his back foot was actually outside the return crease. Oh yes, in his delivery, and I thought, well, you watching Blocker Wilson highlights? It, 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 it made me think of the great <laughs> the great Blocker Wilson being no bald for that very offence. But the umpires on the field of play didn't mm, notice, mm. and the the infringement went unsanctioned. Mm. And for me, that's not good enough. No, it is. If I had taken inspiration from this, yep. uh, this uh, scholar of golf yeah. who's uh, called up Lexi Thompson, what I should have done was contacted the ICC immediately and said the the third and fourth deliveries of the forty seventh over yep. delivered, um, you know, around the wicket, yep. whatever it was, should have been called no balls. Yes, and therefore the bowling team should have been penalised. Yep. Um, had a couple of extras to the batting team. Yep. And probably an additional penalty for the fact that it didn't happen straight away. So that can then go from ICC HQ down to Martin... Um, not Martin Crowe, I'm sorry, the, the late Martin Crowe. That's um, <laughs> not who I was thinking Although of. I'm sure he'd agree with me. He probably would. He was a pedant. Mm. Um, who am I thinking of, Dave? Uh, match referee... Um, Chris Broad. Maybe or, Chris Broad. Let, yeah. Let's work with Chris Broad then. Um, that can be fed down to match referee Chris Broad who can then get on the, um, the earpiece to uh, Nigel Long. Out at the centre. Yep. Nigel, have you got me? Yep. Um, third and fourth ball, the 47th over, were no balls um, due to um, a, a foot being um, delivered from too wide of, yep. the, of the crease. Um, can you please indicate uh, two no balls? Um, and can we please reinstate the batsman who was dismissed on that delivery? There you are. Thank you. Yeah. And we're back. Yeah. And don't we have a better game oh. because it has been umpired to the letter of the law irrespective of the importance of time and place yeah utterly irrelevant Dave <laughs> utterly irrelevant and Lexi, I mean, know, Lexi yeah. knows this it doesn't matter that it happened 
the day before, she, her playing partner, the 30 referees who surround or marshals mm. who surround a golf mm. professional as they play. Nobody picked it up. That's utterly irrelevant. 36 hours later, as she's marching down the 18th, or marching down the 14th, there is no time lag. Yeah. Because she committed the crime, Dave. Yeah. Let's not, you know, let's not pussyfoot around here. I mean, it comes down to two things here, Cam. Mm. Integrity. Integrity. And authenticity. Authenticity. If we want to maintain the standards Mm. by which we conduct Mm. these endeavours. Yep. Yep. We're going to maintain yep. the integrity and the authenticity, and this sort of fan engagement does exactly that. Well, it does, Dave. And if I take it one step further, Dave, and if I apply it to the great sport of Australian rules football, mm. something that you and I are quite fond of, or mm. at least I am this year, you're not so fond of it this year, but... <laughs> that's a separate issue. That's a separate issue. Um, you could have a never-ending game of football. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a game... That just mm. continues, and, and what you could do is reduce the players to the chess pieces that they are. No, nothing more, nothing less. So you're playing the, the, the game unfolds. Um, all of a sudden, supporter calls in, sees a free kick. Yep, we've got it. Okay, back here. Free kick was was here, forty meter mark. Mm. Can we pull it back, please? Thank you. That's your kick. Uh, you know, that's your kick. Whoever your yep. kick, James. Yep. Your kick. Um, Running into kick, another call comes in from someone else. He says, "Actually, wasn't a free kick. Mm. I've just had a look at the other angle. Got it wrong. Yep, got that now. James, just hold up, please. Wasn't a free kick. All right, we're going to have a bounce. All right, off we go. Yeah. And this could go on ad infinitum. Now, Jeez. product. Well, this is it, Dave. When the AFL are after product, and they're looking at a way to have wall-to-wall coverage of the sport. Yeah." Can you think of a better way than no. having a ceaseless game? Wouldn't the wouldn't the news limited papers just love that? Oh wow! Can you imagine the back page of the Herald Sun? Oh. Um, game continues. Yeah. Um, score deadlocked. <laughs> and some of those, you know, yeah. score reviews. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, we need we need longer. We need we need more yeah, we need and more time more, and more, more drawn out score yeah. reviews, more angles. The AFL could completely restructure their pricing of um, tickets and that. You could have multiple entries for the same game. You could say, right, everyone comes in and you only get to stay for an hour or two yeah. hours. Then you have to vacate and we bring another team, another group of supporters in yep. on a rotational basis. Yep. So you could have 100,000 people constantly at the MCG Oh wow! for the duration of this ceaseless, endless game. You know what else they'd, they'd be able to really crack down on in that situation? Yeah. Is players taking a shot for goal from an acute angle who sort of just... Just yeah, crib around. just crib around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, so the spectators who are right behind them, yeah, just, are looking and going, "Hey, hey." Maybe American um, gridiron style, throw a flag on the play. <laughs> yes, just start issuing, <laughs> issuing supporters as they come into the ground with flags, so that they can throw it on the ground when yes. they see a, a foul. And yeah. trust them, Dave, as mature, informed, yep. adults driven by both integrity and authenticity mm. that they wouldn't do it superciliously that they'd only do it when they saw a genuine free kick or infringement yeah, yeah. brilliant well I think I mean I, I suppose on one very small level I'm I'm sorry that Lexi Thompson had a difficult experience I'm sure that she's feeling yeah. a bit upset about yeah. coming runner up in the playoff yeah. but for the good of world sport well that's right and, and that's what she's got to look at personal yeah. big, big personal time. gain or mm. 
the world of sport benefiting? And and Lexi, the world of sport has benefited from what from what you were part of. Yeah. So t- if you take nothing else away, take that. I'll tell you something else that that might just go nicely with what you're saying here, Cam. Something I noticed to do with uh, the Indigenous Australian game of Australian football is that the umpires are very, very keen, and they're not the only ones, to stop using the bounce mm. to start uh, to restart play. I have football. noticed this as well. And as I understand, there are two major factors behind the umpires' push to no longer bounce it to start the game, but instead to throw it up. Right. Now... I've heard various arguments about the fairness or the unpredictability. I, I, I'm not interested in those arguments. Mm. I'm interested in the umpires and their welfare because they've cited yes. both mental or psychological and physical factors. Mm. And they are they want to ban the bounce, the umpires, because of the uh, shoulder injuries really? that uh, they've been sustaining due to the uh, bouncing and, the, and the, the training required and so on. Okay. And the second factor is that a number of them were feeling anxiety. Before they bounced? Yeah. Right. Like before the games, wondering, if, am I going to bounce it straight? Just suffering from some, some performance anxiety. Yeah. Dave, my understanding is every, every man goes through some performance anxiety at some point in their life. <laughs> Footballers, umpires, no exception. Umpires, no exception. They're athletes, are yeah, they not? they are athletes. Yep, they have a craft. They do. That they are uh, pursuing. And so so what I was thinking, Cam, is, well, that's that's a fair position mm. to take. We don't, mm. we don't want umpires to be feeling anxiety. No, we don't. We certainly don't want umpires sustaining shoulder injuries. Certainly not. So I thought if, we, if we're going to get rid of the bounce for those reasons, then we should probably get rid of any aspects of the game at all that might possibly result in either anxiety or shoulder injuries. Yes. I, I, well, it's a natural extension. Yeah. It, it is. So, so can you can you think of anything at all in football that might cause shoulder injuries or anxiety? Uh, uh, gee, shoulder injuries. Um, marking. Mm, okay. So yeah. so get rid of marking. Get rid of marking. Yeah. Um, tackling. Tackling. Good. That's yeah. probably got to go. But that's that's out. Um, hand passing. Possibly. I mean, a repeated. Yeah. You know, that's a repetitive strain. And then if you polypharma style hand pass at 40, 50 metres, you, yeah, you, you, that's a fair bit of effort and strain. So okay. So off, that's out. Hand passing's off. Um, Bumping. Bumping's got to go. Yeah, that, yeah, that's obviously, that's using the shoulders. Mm. Um, where are we? That's, prob- that's probably enough. Well, how about the anxiety? Is there anything that might induce anxiety? In kicking a for goal? Kicking for goal. So yeah. we can't have kicking for goal. No, I can't have that. Um, faced in a one-on-one contest? Yeah, very. Yeah, with, a, with, a, with a line ball, mm, who's going to win sort of thing? certainly going to foster so anxiety. That's got to go. Kick the kick out after a point. Yeah, yeah, kick out after a point. That that should go. Um, having to make a decision <laughs> on the ground as to who to kick or hand pass the ball, what to do with, mm. how to dispose of the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a real tough one. That should probably go. Um, if for an umpire adjudicating a free kick, mm. that would be an anxious. Is it holding the ball? Is it not? I don't know. Yeah, I, it, that can really. Um, I worry, wouldn't it? I, I, I recall um, one from the weekend, Dave, involving Paul Piopolo, who um, <laughs> yes. the umpire obviously sweated on for a long time before making well, what, what he determined to be the right decision. I'm mm. not entirely sure anyone else in the uh, civilised world saw it as such. But I, I, I can't think of a single Hawthorne supporter who even agreed with it. So, no. <laughs> uh, so, there you are. Um, so what are we left with, Dave? 
A ball sitting a ball. alone in the yeah. circle. Uh, untouched. Untouched in the and middle of the ground. 36 people standing around just looking at it. Gee, there's something rather philosophical about that, isn't there? There's, there's something pure about that. There sport. is something pure about that sport. A scoreline of 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. Yep. A contest without contests. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Have we just improved the sport? Yeah, I think so. I think we have. We, we can't take credit for that. No, it's the sorry. AFL umpires who've essentially yeah uh, they own this vision. If yeah. you like, yeah, good on them. Yeah. Have you ever um back in your schoolboy days, Dave? Did you ever you know try and uh, try and do a bounce? You know, umpire style. I've got to tell you, I've never tried it. Haven't you ever tried it? No. No. It just it seemed. Frankly, I felt anxiety at the very thought of it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Just the, the the bouncing up into the face seemed like the major concern. I've only ever seen that once. Mm. Um, it's oft replayed, but I've only ever yeah. seen it actually happen once. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't strike me as the hardest skill. I mean, there aren't many variables, are there? Yeah. If you hold it correctly mm. and, and and release it in the sort of correct way, I assume it would do what you want to I do. I did have one thought regarding the bounce, Dave. And, and for, for our North American viewers or listeners I'm sorry who perhaps aren't familiar with Australian football the, the game commences um, essentially like basketball with a, with a, with a tip off mm. um, a, a neutral ball that two very tall people have to try and gain um, gain custody of or at least swat it away so that one of the other players can gain custody of mm. um, the, the quirk of Australian rules football though is that rather than the ball being thrown up or at least this has been the quirk for the last 100 and 40 years of organised football mm. um, the ball is actually bounced into the ground and then rises some 10-15 metres into the air mm. and it's, mm. it's quite a you know, beautiful poetic thing it's a, it's a sight, to sight. See. it is yep. quite a sight um, the umpire backing away from from his um, his discharge yeah. and um, the uh, the two ruckmen, the two tall players, then charging at the ball in in, in flight. It's it's quite a quite a poetic poetic uh, event. Mm. Um, what's always struck me as interesting, Dave, is why a hundred and however many years ago, when they decided that this is how the games would start, mm. why do you reckon they decided not to go for the throw up? A far simpler, far more consistent um, approach. Mm. Um, and, and why go for the bounce instead of the throw-up at that point in time? I think it was a yearning for uniqueness. Yeah. You know, that yeah. sort of colonial... Yeah. Uh, that, that just... That feeling of, of, of an, a, a need and a drive for independence and difference. So you have political factors at, at yeah. play and cultural yeah. factors. Yeah, cultural factors. Yeah. yeah I, that, that's as good a theory as I've heard. Um, I, I can see that as well. Yeah. And you do you, do you see it like it was a defining feature of the game day? Oh, absolutely. Like without without that single action, what have you got? There's been plenty of games of football that I've gone to, watched the opening bounce, and then gone home. <laughs> That's well said, Dave. <laughs> oh, no, I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we move on, uh, Cam, to um, a listener suggestion of the week? Oh, yes. And if you do have uh, a sport that uh, catches your eye, listeners, that you feel is uh, appropriately absurd for us to discuss, please get in touch via uh, don'tthinkdopodcast at gmail.com mm. or if you prefer uh, something on the Facebook page, we're there on Facebook as well. And uh, Michelle in Windsor. Hello, Michelle. 
Hello, Michelle. A loyal listener. Indeed. Thank you for your contributions. Presented the sport of underwater rugby. Not two words I'd expected to hear in the same sentence, in, Dave. Indeed not. And, look, details are sketchy. <laughs> other than to say, uh, I believe uh, Colombia is currently really? the leading nation in underwater rugby. Well, can I say I wouldn't have predicted that? Mm. Um, do you know much about the, the rules of the sport? No. So I, Are I'd they like, play with a stone? I'd, I'd like you to speculate. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, well, I guess the first question, Dave, is do, do you think it's a sport that's played with um, uh, submersion and then um, rising to the... I.e., let me uh, rephrase this, is it played with, um, with full scuba gear or is it played with a, a snorkel and mask? For, great question. And I, I feel that this is where you'd see the difference between the sort of professional elite yeah. level underwater rugby players and your sort of suburban... Right, okay. um, I was going to say park <laughs> players and um, aquatic centre players. Your pool players. So I think you, yeah. if you're starting off, your amateurs yeah. are in the snorkel, mm. but once you reach, once you've been on the pathway... Right. The elite underwater rugby pathway. The pathway, yeah. You, once you, you get qualified a full scuba. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you get full scuba, right. Um... I guess the game would follow similar conventions of of normal um, airborne rugby. Yeah, um, <laughs> earthly rugby. Earthly rugby. Um, I, I'm so I'm I'm hoping that the pitch yes or the pool the pool is the same size as a rugby pitch. Yeah, yeah, I'd be hoping that too. Um, which is 80, 80, 80, 90 meters, 80, 90 meters long, something yeah. like that. 30, 40 meters wide. Yeah. Um, are you seeing flippers? No, no flippers. No, I, yep. I'd prefer to see a sort of a, a sticky uh, shoe, not dissimilar to what they wear in curling. The, yeah, the, sort of the, the, the gripping, the gripper, uh, the, grip, the gripper. Yeah, uh, two of those, so yep. you can grip the bottom of the pool and, uh, and make your way. My forwards. mind just had an image, Dave, of um, of two teams playing in full um, full turn of the twentieth century submariner outfits. Those big, you know, copper copper helmet um, yeah. suits. Yeah, those pearl divers. Up pearl in, divers. Uh, that's right. Up in Broome. So they're there. walking on the bottom of the pool, just yeah. Because I tell you what, could you imagine a um, could you imagine a scrum with you know <laughs> with your your forward packs of, of those guys going going there? Yeah, that would be. Um, did you see the, the 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 ball, Dave? The projectile. Do you see it as having some sort of inbuilt um, propeller? Ooh, to gee. move it around under the water. I mean, look, I mean, you you raised the issue earlier of whether it might be a stone. Yeah, I think an inflatable ball is is problematic. I, I think something with air is difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, although it'd really make for an excellent struggle to try and keep it <laughs> underwater. So the players really have to hang onto the ball. <laughs> you know, there's no sort of cut out passes with no. an, with with an actual no. Uh, but I was wondering if there's some ball. sort of um, pro- propulsion unit in the back. Geez, you could get a, a fair pass going. Mm. That could actually improve the sport. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I quite like the idea of just a, a, a perfect piece of granite, <laughs> not not unlike a curling stone. Not unlike fact. a curling stone. Just uh, you know, so again, keeping the same okay. dimensions as a rugby ball. So we think we're playing on the bottom of the the pool now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, I can see that. Um, a conversion after a try. <laughs> Is I hadn't thought about that. Is that a feature we see off the sport? Mm. Difficult to kick underwater. Yeah, and yes. definitely difficult to kick a sort of a, a rock, 25 a kilo rock? piece yeah. of granite. Yeah. 
Not um, impossible. No, no, not impossible. Um, but 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 a challenge nonetheless. Um, I could only hope that the sport is as technical as rugby union is, and that it shows the referees um, the respect that they deserve. Undoubtedly, Dave. That who I hope in in this sport are just wearing a pair of boardies. Yeah, yeah. And so, do you do you see the referee as uh, walking up and down the pool deck, or actually in the pool with the players? Um, look, if it, if it's going to be authentic, Dave, to the sport of rugby union, that umpire needs to be in the pool with the players. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Walking around them, putting his arm around them, counselling them, yeah. almost coaching them on the spirit of the sport as the game unfolds. Um, yeah. Which, when you're underwater, is going to be difficult um, because uh, discerning um, audible noise underwater is not particularly easy. Mm. Um, but it's a challenge for the sport that it has to overcome if yeah. it's going to um, if it's going to take and win hearts and minds around the world. Do you see the Olympics for, for this sport? Oh, most certainly. Before or after cricket? I think um, I think 2028 is a good goal. So after yeah, cricket, yeah. cricket's coming in in 2024, as I understand it. it that, that is on with the cards. Um, I believe the ICC is uh, dropping some hints. So what they've just backloaded a, backed a truckload of money up to the IOC. And I think so. Yeah, yeah, well, they drove the truck from uh, Dubai around to um, Lucerne. Yeah, Lucerne. Yeah. Just uh, of the two, where would you rather have your headquarters, Dubai or Lucerne? <laughs> Look, that's a tough question. I mean, it is a tough question. Very predictable climate in in Dubai. Um, that's true. You know, yeah, a little bit you, more you, variable in, in in Lucerne. Yeah, yeah. Um, some hills in Lucerne, though. In terms of culture, I yeah. mean, look, it's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a yeah, it's six and one half dozen the other. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can get your fondue in yeah. Lucerne and yeah. your uh, your raclette. Your raclette. You serve yeah. melted cheese dishes. Yeah, it's a day. Versus, uh, I don't mind some raclette, Dave. It's a, it's a mm, good cheese. Um, can you get raclette in Dubai? You probably can, you know. Yeah, I think you can get just about everything. I reckon you could. That's the thing about it. That is that is the thing. It's, about sort of, it's it. like the Epcot Center of the world. <laughs> the Epcot Center of the world. <laughs> I like that as a doubt. <laughs> Dave, um, of enlightened ideas, <laughs> did you um, did you note that uh, the Australian cricket team recently met the Dalai Lama? Oh, I heard about this. So the, the last test match in the Australia-India mm. cricket series was held up in um, Darumasala. Darumasala. Yeah, Darumasala. Yeah. So Home right of the tea. Home of, understand it. Home of the big man. Um, so the, the Dalai Lama was, was there and um, got to, the, the players got to meet, you know, meet, the, um, meet the great man. Um, so what's his, uh, his, what's his title, his honorific? Is he, his, yeah. his grace? His Holiness? His Holiness. Oh, yes, His Holiness. I You're think right. he's a His yeah, Holiness, isn't he? I beg your pardon. I think he, I think he might be. Mm. Um, Steve Smith got to actually have a, have a bit of a one-on-one session with him and ask him a question. Did you hear that? No. Uh, are we sure that it wasn't a case of the Dalai Lama asking <laughs> a question of, of Australian cricket captain Steve Smith? Or was it a, a give and take? or Steve, why, why all the nervous movements before each delivery? I mean, they don't have a lot to talk about. I, I, I would have thought they would. Well, Steve Smith, um, his quoted response was um, that he asked the Dalai Lama a question about sleep. Okay. And how he could help him, um, you know, give him some better sleep. And, um, right. He gave, apparently the Dalai Lama gave Steve his blessings and, and they rubbed noses together and, and, and Steve hopes that he, um, that, that from there he'll be able to sleep better. Um, he did go out and make 100 in a pretty even time. And, yeah. 
on a on a oh, was was a reasonable deck. Mm. Um, Did he report um, the quality of his sleep the night before? I haven't heard. I haven't heard uh, an observation regarding the quality of the sleep. But mm. Um, mm. but I thought um, I thought that was interesting. So it's interesting for me that um, that uh, well one the Australian cricket team were a grain of an audience. That's perhaps the first interesting mm. observation. Two that. Um, Steve Smith's chosen question was regarding his sleep, which yeah. perhaps lets us into a little bit about Steve Smith. Mm. Um, and then three, um, an exchange that occurred during the test match after Steve Smith and the boys had had this um, audience with um, one of the more um, uh, symbolic um, measures of peace in the world. Yep. A man who is regarded as... Um, you know, at, at at one with the world, mm, um, mm. lives a very tranquil existence. Um, did you did you catch any of this? Again, um, I did not. Yeah, um, Steve Smith was picked up on the uh, on the effects mic um, at the game. Actually, well, so there was a camera part played on Steve Smith um, as he um, was uh, in the stands, mm. um, and there was a claimed catch on the ground. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, and and um, the the camera saw. Uh, Caught uh, Steve, you know, mouthing um, uh, something to the effect of, um, I think the, the the crux of it was cheat. Yes, was, was okay. the noun that was employed. Well, yeah, um, and then there were a couple of adjectives the, that we used yeah. prior to that. A, 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 a rather emotive uh, modifier. Uh, that's right, an yes. emotive modifier. And in the same day, Matthew Wade, um, you know, who also got to meet the Dalai Lama and, and bask in this this mm. air of tranquility in that. Um, you know, was involved in a, in a slangy match with um, uh, with uh, with uh, 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 Ravandra uh, Jadeja. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, in which I, th- I think, amongst other things, the observation was made by by Wade and um, Smith that um, Jadeja only gets picked in India and that he's no good, right? Etc. Um, Etc. Et um, and then um, culminated with um, with Jadeja saying something in Hindi. Um, uh, yes. uh, back to um, uh, back to Wade, who then cons- insistently um, demanded that he translated into English for him. Oh, I see. So, so Wade's taking a position on on sort of language, yeah, um, yeah. language use, language use, yeah, and, okay. and, and ensuring that the uh, the the, uh, the discourse is um, is inclusive for both. Yeah. Um, you know, for all participants. All participants. Um, in the end, Jadeja just said after play, I was just telling Wade that we will meet and have dinner once you guys have lost the test. <laughs> There's something very Dalai Lama about that, isn't there? Oh, I thought there was. Yeah. Um, so I, I just found it interesting, Dave, that we, we that, that there was this audience with the Dalai Lama. Mm. One, Steve Smith's question's about, uh, about sleep. Yeah. Um, and then um, much of the, um, the, the animosity... Um, that that marred the Test match seems to have um, I don't know it, it more channeled Michael Clark uh, you know circuit uh, the the last Ashes series to, to James Anderson um, rather than um, rather than the Dalai Lama uh, for for you know that approach to humanity yeah um, wasn't that a great insult from that <laughs> that's just delightful yeah. Look, that's, that's a meandering sort of anecdote, Dave. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot, lot of little things there, I think. Well, I, th- I reckon um, a lot of new countries could learn from the Dalai Lama mm. and his approach to the Australian cricket tour of India. Mm. Um, you know, more spiritual leaders could get involved in mm. sports tours. So perhaps, I mean, we never hear of the Archbishop of Canterbury 
addressing visiting cricket teams, do we? Where is the Archbishop of Canterbury? Um, where's the Pope? Well, I mean, where's the Pope when when various teams visit Italy? Yeah, you know, when the tennis players go to Rome for yep. the, uh, the pre Roland Garros clay yep. court tournament. Yeah, I'd like to say the Pope and yep. uh, and Nick Kyrgios getting together for a discussion when the uh, when the F one drivers descend on Monza. Um, you know where where is the Pope down there with yeah. the uh, with, with the checkered flag? Yeah, just you know waving it as they come across the line. Yeah, um, or, or counselling Lewis Hamilton. I mean, if there's one sporting star in the world who could learn something from uh, a, a religious figure, it'd be Lewis Hamilton. No doubt. Mm. Um, I mean, already such an enlightened man. Oh, so that's that's for sure. And I'm even thinking, um, you know, you wouldn't want to privilege the sort of older institutions versus the new ones. So perhaps. Um, Visiting teams to the Middle East could um, have an audience with um, uh, <laughs> whoever's in charge of the caliphate over there. Uh, <laughs> I lose track from time to time. Yeah, um, I, forgive me for, for not, not knowing the names, but you know, you, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I do, I do. I and, and look, at, maybe maybe that was the issue, Dave. Maybe Steve Smith's um, maybe his his preparedness. Simply through a lack of exposure to have to more mm. religious figures in his life, yeah. in his life as, as captain, maybe that's why he wasn't able to quite um, ask, you know, choose the one question. It kind of reminds me of you know you, the genie comes out of a bottle and you've got three questions. Um, you know, Steve Smith asks a very personal one about mm. his sleep patterns, which mm. may or may not lead to you know better uh, better rest for him, mm. but um, certainly doesn't find him help him find the meaning of life any quicker. <laughs> that it does not. <laughs> and I think we've just got our name for the episode out of that. The meaning of well. life. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, much... Uh, look, there's been a lot to discuss this week, Cam. And I think we've probably covered as broad a mm. range of issues as we could hope. Mm-hmm. We, we have um, we have certainly been inclusive this week, Dave. Indeed. Once again, listeners, please do um, don't feel that we are the the Dalai Lamas of podcasts. No, and that you can only ask us one question. <laughs> you can ask as many as you like, Indeed. and you can make comments. So please get in touch. Mm. We welcome all comments uh, and all questions. Yeah, and if you'd like, we we will ruminate on how we, you can improve your sleep pattern if that's something you're interested in. Yeah, we. I mean, perhaps that could be the sort of the crux of a future episode. Yeah. Sleep patterns. Sleep patterns. In uh, in sport. Yeah. Well, Cam, thank you once again. No, thank you, Dave. Always a pleasure. Indeed. And until next time. Don't think. Do it. Don't think. Do. This is a 